0: Hey there, dear listeners. My name is Christine Stoddard, and I'm the host of Badass Lady Folk, the podcast about women and non-binary femmes kicking buns big and small. This episode, I welcome Fernanda Garcia, an actor and writer based in Brooklyn. Welcome! How are you, Fernanda? I'm
1: good, Christine. How are you?
0: (laughs) I'm great, thanks. I love the chuckling that comes with recording any kind of podcast, right? There's always, like... This this nervous laughter, especially when you've seen somebody in person before and then it's so weird to suddenly be on Zoom and then communicate that way. All right. So, dear listeners, you're probably wondering who my guest is. So Fernanda and I met while working on Melanie Goudreau's masterpiece of a play, The White Blacks. It's this incredible three-hour-long family saga, and it played at Theatre for the New City. And since then, she and I have appeared in shows that I've devised. There was Cleansing Limpia at Irondale Center in Brooklyn and Quail Tales at the Players Theater in Manhattan. Uh, We also worked on a short film based on one of my poems. It's called Human Sisters. And you can check it out on Vimeo, YouTube, QuailbellMagazine.com and other places I'm sure I'm forgetting. So today I wanted to talk to Fernanda because we haven't like had these conversations in real life, but I have some suspicions, right? Like good suspicions about her views on feminism, Mexican-American identity, writing, acting, art, whatever the else heck comes up, right? Um, or whatever the heck else comes up. So yeah, let's get started. Um, Do you consider yourself a feminist or a womanist or both, something else?
1: You know, I was looking up the definition of both of these terms just to see what I felt more connected with. And I feel that in my early 20s, I felt very strongly connected to being a feminist i don't feel that way anymore um and i say this because i i do feel that fem- you know females and males need each other i do practice um yoga and i know that in yoga there is um there's a philosophy that implies that women um or the masculine and the feminine both exist in, in the body, and so I don't know. I feel there's there's a lot of you know ideas and and my own perspective on what feminism means or or, or womanist is.
0: Yeah, and I think about how in Spanish there's the idea of machismo and marianismo, and how these can be seen as beautiful things like the veneration of the Virgin Mary and like these maternal ideas about uh, being a woman and and some of these ideas are maybe anti-feminist according to some people or machismo can be seen as like a bad thing like oh he's a dick because he's hyper masculine um yeah I I think it's complicated and I, I like the version of feminism that's let's uh, eradicate patriarchy and let's get rid of ideas that hurt women and uh, antagonize women, put them at a yeah. disadvantage. But I don't like uh, versions of feminism that are hateful of men either mm-hmm.
1: that's exactly I think that's exactly where I'm at you know because yeah like we are all like put on this earth you know and we, we have to deal with each other and so like I feel that our views of each other of male I feel like yeah we're different but you know at the same time I don't feel as different if that makes any sense I feel that I feel I feel so many things right <laughs> Um yeah, I don't know. I I grew up in a very um machismo or um and very disconnected um household between me and my dad. We we don't really have a relationship. I always I always leaned more on my mom and when my mom was, you know, there was a point where my mom, you know, she's not here anymore with us. And so like my dad kind of took over taking care of us, but there was there was such an emptiness in that, you know, in that, um, in that relationship that I, I just, it was so hard for me to understand, um, men. And so I, I, I strongly like, I, you know, I left home and I was, I kind of did my own thing. I took care of myself from that point on. And so I kind of felt very strong, very feminine, very feminist because, I was the one providing for myself and I, I hated men, you know I, I, I was like because I, I, I had a really bad image of, of men and, um, and, that, and and that and po- that my dad, you know, my dad was the, was my main um, example. So when when I kind of got out of that mind,, um, you know, taught you know, I grew up that way. so like, yeah, I, I got out of the, the box and thinking like, oh like, The world doesn't really
0: work that way yeah there is this uh book i want to read it keeps coming up on all these different lists i am not your perfect mexican daughter have you heard of it
1: yeah
0: yeah so this uh for listeners who haven't heard of it it's a novel from what i understand it's it's fiction but it resists these ideas and these pressures of like a lot of mexican and central american i know i'm so my mom's side is salvadoran and there are what in the us many people would consider just two traditional old-fashioned even backwards ideas of what a girl is what a woman is and there's not so much a place it's changing right but there's not so much a place for um uh, ideas and women who want to resist these these pressures of being the perfect daughter um right and that's something that i still struggle with that uh, Uh, My mom, you know, my mom is a lot more progressive than her background, but still, like, I I was married. I didn't have children for the seven years that I was married, and I got divorced. And to her, these are just, like, impossible. (laughs) Like, impossibilities. Like, how could I? Just the worst things.
1: (laughs) Right. No, I agree. I feel like, oh, it's just... Mm. there's a lot of healing involved in in everything that we that roots right and and stems in um, in our growth and, and how we grow as um Mexican Americans or Latin Americans Americans <laughs> um, or you know even I feel like just where it, a, a household where there's you know the man is is gonna always, say what happens or you know what goes what goes and and works and makes you know the money and the woman stays home and takes care of the, ch- of, of the of her children I feel like a lot of that is changing too I feel like especially here but um what was I saying I feel like I kind of got lost
0: um Maybe about the ideas of uh, being a daughter and the kind of pressures that we face with some of the more traditional mindsets that our parents might have.
1: Yeah, I mean, growing out of that, I felt like <laughs> a lot of a lot of healing involved. You know, a lot of self work and like. and getting my shit together um (laughs) basically and having to learn you know that um how to let go um and just like be present regardless of everything that we've been through or that um has happened in our in our our life um yeah I feel that very very strongly about that but also there's a lot of work and there's a lot of groundwork that has to be done in order for 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 that to flourish right to for and for us to as women to earn not not earn because the respect i was like gonna say earn the respect but to take up the space right that we deserve yeah. it in society yeah um that's my that's maybe that's the feminist part of me that is like yes i am an advocate for this because this is something that i strongly believe in um but i also strongly believe that men and women are very different and need each other um either for work or you know to be with each other in a love relationship or you know um in any kind of relationship we we are you know we benefit from each other and um and need each other so that's my point on that (laughs)
0: yeah and i i think it can be really alienating to be in some feminist spaces where different traditions aren't recognized uh or like different ways of being a woman aren't recognized like i know because my mom is a housewife i've gotten a lot of criticism for that in some spaces. Uh, like, how how can she do that? Why wouldn't she try and get a job? Why wouldn't she try to get an education? Um, because she was pulled out of school when she was 12, and, you know, they were trying to marry her off, and luckily that didn't happen. Luckily, she got married as an adult <laughs> later, <laughs> later on. Um, but I think... That there, there is, you know, there are different kinds of choices. And I, I don't agree with everything about my parents' relationship. But like you said, I see how they need each other as man and woman. And if we're going to use these traditional um, roles, I think there is some good to it. There is, there are ways that they lean on each other uh, that there is, like you were saying about the yin and yang, there's a certain balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes I think it goes too far, but that's imbalance, that if one yeah. starts to be uh, one way too much and the other starts to be another way too much, then it does throw off the balance. Um, yeah,
1: and um, on that note, I feel like also there's women with a lot more male, you know, like not... like just stronger than um emotionally not necessarily physically but you know i feel that that part of there's like women with bigger personalities men with like okay more chill personalities and 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 they kind of like they go well together or it can be woman and woman right there can be a woman with like a more male you know like stronger person that are that are in a in a relationship or or you know um (laughs) any kind of relationship but yeah I feel that that um that way
0: yeah yeah I've definitely been told that certain aspects of my personality are more masculine and this has been rewarded in white spaces like spaces that are more uh my dad's background my dad's speed and it's oh she's a strong woman, oh she's independent but I know being among some of my mother's people it's like what is she doing? Okay. Yeah. I I mean my parents
1: are both Mexican and it's like, um, what is she doing? On, like on both sides
0: All the time. <laughs> Yeah. Um, well on that note, how would you say that Mexican culture has influenced your sense of self as a woman It's something you've sort of touched on already?
1: I love being a woman um, even when I was growing up in, um, in, in Mexican culture and with all these um, connotations on, on, on women um, and where we belong because that's how they you know that's how they depict us. Um, you, you know just you belong in the kitchen talking to other women? Um, you know, you go to a Mexican party or quinceañera, and, you know, the women are on one side, the men on the other, they, it's just, it's always, that's how I grew up, I, I that's my my observation, and so, <laughs> you know, when I was, what I didn't really like about, you know, growing up and, and Mexican, I didn't really understand how, uh, like, a love relationship worked, or, like, even, um, I did have, like, kind of an understanding, or, like, but like, not really how to connect with men because my dad was just so disconnected from me. So like, how to have a, a an, another relationship with another dude was hard for me, and that was something that I kind of just now figured out in my later twenties. Um, and that's like, like I said, it's just you kind of, kind of have to accept, self accept yourself. But it, for me, it was in a different way, like not, um, kind of like refusing or like refusing to want attention because or um even though I did want attention from men um it was kind of like I didn't know how to get I didn't know how to and so it's just all this distortion in your head because then you're just you know your body you're it's it's this thing that attracts men but like not in a good way so you have to like learn like to get out of that mind you know that mindset and 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 really learn how to like communicate with men and for me that was just a whole like process of living alone in New York City and and then understanding that through 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 that way yeah
0: yeah I think um, that's a great point that in the way in and like in, I would say probably every traditional Latin culture with boys and girls separated so early and there you know, being a lot of um like ideas about shame connected to sex and and your body as a girl and then you become a woman it's like well what am I supposed to do with that (laughs) And, and, and like these these like what sex is only supposed to be for marriage or only supposed to be for making babies and just these ideas that I have no interest in perpetuating. I'm done with all that stuff. I'm done with feeling shame. Um, but I yeah, I think you're right that these ideas do start getting programmed from the time we're so little because of this separation because there's not a lot of mixing between boys and girls, um, uh, or at least parents and teachers try to prevent it, right?
1: Yeah, I feel like there's all this fear that um, parents have when they raise a child, right? Like fear of like um, protecting, right? Protecting your kids or or whatever. Um, but I feel that the best—I don't know—I feel like it's just really being open and and communicating with your with them at, at all times. That that can really make a difference in how you're children grow up and perceiving and perceive the world um yeah rather than like do all this other work
0: (laughs) yeah I love that you use the word fear because that's a big part of defining yourself as a girl in any culture it seems like how are girls scared into behaving certain ways um
1: even today, like, I feel that um, I have to catch myself, you know, because sometimes I'm in a space and I'm like, oh, like, um, with, like, a lot of, like, a lot of dudes or, you know, a lot of guys, and I feel very, like, they always take up more space than we do, right? Like, why? And, and, and sometimes, and or, like, when I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, like, I'm being apologetic, um, but I'm like, no, like, like, like no, I can't. I, um, it's just like you, you have to, like, rewire your, your head to, like, not feel or believe that because it's just a belief, right? It's just something that is not real. It's It's, you know, it's a fear mechanism. Yeah.
0: Right. Are there any other early experiences with feminism or... Ideas about gender that you want to mention?
1: Um, like what?
0: Like yeah, just even... anything like how I one of the questions I had sent you was how would you describe your early experiences with feminism? And you talked before mm. about how as a young adult or teenager, right, you really identified with feminism, but I'm curious about anything else that you might not have mentioned already.
1: I, um, I just put the word, um, painful, (laughs) and I feel that because I, oh man, like, there was a lot of pain, um, like, leaving my house, and just, like, taking care of myself like just me by myself kind of like no like not having I mean I'm the oldest sister too so it, it it always was like okay so now what like I'm kind of I'm kind of on my own and, and that was when I was 21 22 um and it was like my mom I mean my mom passed away um through cancer which you know at this point it's like I'm, I'm not like, I'm not going to say I'm grateful because I do miss my mom a lot. Like I love me and my mom were very close. Um, but it's something that has definitely made me a lot stronger and just has helped me define um, myself and my personality um, and just really like gra- be grounded as who I am and like really fully accept myself. It's just, it's been, it's been a journey, but like it was kind of a very painful one does that like when I yeah lost my mom and, like I didn't my dad didn't really understand and he kind of just didn't talk <laughs> and then like I left <laughs> I left and then I kind of I was I, I was in a really toxic relationship with this guy and then like we broke up and then I moved here because we broke up I was just dealing with a lot of shit and so like when I moved here it was like I want to be a, like I'm a feminist I'm strong I'm like yeah, like, I can do this, but then I met, um, I met, you know, my partner at the time, and so, like, I, he was, like, such a helpful, wonderful human being, like, you know, um, (laughs) and so I, it it just changed it, you know, like, my perspective completely changed, because I feel like, you know, and I started communicating with men, like I said, you know, here alone in New York City, no, like, you know no beliefs you know i kind of like try to like really work on that shit um and then i was in acting school so like yeah like of course um a lot of like healing so then yeah like i came here and there was like this shift in me like like thinking i want to be taken care of right i want to be respected i want to be loved and i want to be gently you know treated. i want to be Treatly, like treat it gently, and um, and yeah, and and I don't know, and I and and I know that is possible. I feel like, you know, women, men, I feel, there's yeah, there's more thoughts on that, um, now. But when I first, you know, left home, it was pretty painful, and yeah.
0: Yeah, was the, I'm sorry to hear all that about your mother. Um, was there the expectation that you would live at home until you got married in your family or yeah, not? Yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, when I, my mom, um, I mean, if my mom would still be around, I don't feel like I would ever, I would have ever moved here because...
0: From Houston she, to New York. Yeah, yeah, like
1: she was the core of the family and like what basically yeah my dad was like also in charge but I feel like the the most the person that was mostly in charge was my mom because because she was you know who she was like she was just so honest and and, and um, truthful and so like yeah um also very just a really good person I feel um But yeah, no, she was the one that really taught me values and, um, you know, how to just follow my dreams. Um, But I feel like I would have, you know, followed my dreams in a different direction at home. I don't know. I I feel like, you know, changes and, and influence, you know, you, yeah, I don't know. My mom was, like, my also, like, the main influence in my life. So if anything that I did... Does not did not was not okay with her. I didn't want to do it. I was not going to do it. Um, and <laughs> she wouldn't have been okay with me getting tattoos or you know um, living here alone, like dating people. Like she wouldn't been okay. Like those were things that like my mom was very strong about. You know, she had this. She also had this very machista view um on women and um although she was a lovely person she's very like yeah like you're getting married um i was a virgin when she passed away (laughs) in other words (laughs) yeah
0: yeah that's that's a lot to overcome i know personally (laughs) (laughs) it is a lot to overcome
1: i don't don't really believe in that term right Ever, right, like, um, there's only one virgin. That's <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, you know, I, I, yeah, I, my mom would, I mean, and maybe, I, I, don't know if she would have been okay or not with that, but that was my idea. That's my idea of, of what, <laughs> what she would have wanted, um, of me, yeah, to get married in the church and, and only date good boys. You know what I mean.
0: Yes, I do. (laughs) Well, on that note, I would love to move on to your personal writing. Uh, One of the questions I'd sent you was, do you explore womanhood in your theater and your writing work? And if so, how?
1: Um, I do in my writing um, and maybe in theater. I feel like I'm always trying to, I'm always embodying womanhood. I, I, I'm, very, I'm a very flirtatious person. And um, yeah, I mean, I love just, you know, having the power. <laughs> but like so- subtly, you know what I mean? Like, because I'm a woman. Like women, mm, they hold this power of, of, like if you self-respect yourself and, and you know who you are, you know, you have to come to, to terms with that. But first, but once you have that, then like the whole like the world is your oyster, my friend. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> okay, so yes, I do for that reason, and I can go on and um share if you'd like.
0: Yeah, I would love for you to read the two <laughs> poems that you have ready.
1: Okay. So one of them. Okay, I'll just I'll go for it, and I'll read the title, and um, yeah body series (laughs) I think about my body, all about it the center, my stomach and belly, my skin I touch it sometimes softly or roughly squeezing or slightly touching while walking I feel my legs move, my thighs touch each other, reminding me of womanhood and my definition of sexiness my thickness and strength I possess in every walk I take I hear it what it needs wants desires how does it move with caution or audaciously how much it allows itself to feel and the things it ignores how am I lifted how can I think I only know I am alive in a beautiful borrowed body because certainty is death
0: hmm yeah beautiful I love the the strength that you discuss could you talk about the influences in writing this poem Mm um,
1: just, you know, one day I feel this, I wrote before moving back home a few years ago. Um, I've been like on and off from New York, but the biggest break I recently took, um, this was before that. And, um, I wrote this on like a sunny day, like I was having a really good day, um, and felt really good about just like um i lived i mean living also living in new york um walking everywhere i feel like i learned (laughs) i don't know there's like an attitude about living here um and just like being able to walk anywhere and um and walking like how do how are you walking i feel like your body is hmm, like a mirror of like who you like what you are inside of course and like how you express is, like, how, you know, how you view the world. And so, yeah, I felt very, con- like, this was something that I just was like, wow, like, you know, I'm walking, I feel powerful. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I was just thinking about, like, all the little things um, in my body. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, b- there is always power in body positivity, I think, and when you've been raised to think of your body as something that's shameful or can be a source of shame or dirty, like, I remember so many expressions like Susia this, Susia that, like I don't need to hear about (laughs) what's dirty. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, but I love that this poem celebrates the female body. Mm Mm-hmm. And I yeah. mhm.
1: I'm sorry.
0: No, yeah. it's okay. I was gonna say, uh, just quickly, I especially love the words my definition of sexiness because you everything about the poem is so personal and it's about me, me, my, my and the repetition of I and me and my just really makes it feel like, yeah, this is a source of pride and you're okay with that
1: yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I agree um, yeah I don't know and also just feeling grounded with it and
0: yeah yeah I think sometimes people think of body positivity as a form of arrogance and I don't think it's that at all I mean like anything it can be taken to an extreme but I think especially if you're coming from a tradition where celebrating your body is not seen as a good thing, then mm-hmm. then it is uh, very progressive of you to break away from these old ideas.
1: Yeah, um, and also, oh, you said something, and I, yeah, like, mm, women are usually just... You're just supposed to have children and, like... Uh, like, um... Not expose your body because you're always gonna be being... Like, you're always gonna be sexualized. Um, no matter... I mean, you're always... Regardless, you're always being sexualized. But, um... But just the idea that we're only good for, like, sex and, like, to have children and and that's something that's not true, I feel against
0: that. Um Yeah, of course. God, yeah, I I remember
1: so superficial,
0: yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say I remember growing up and all these uh rules my mom had about how long my skirts how had to be and I couldn't wear tank tops to school because I couldn't show my shoulders <laughs> just very like you had to dress like you're going to church every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to
1: protect you, right? But, like, why do we have to? I mean, yeah, why do we have to be protected? Not like, yeah, yeah, women should be protected, but I think that men shouldn't perceive us as only these, um, you know, just women having children and just to be at home. You know, there's, yeah. there's so many... Fa- like facets of it of us right or like both and both of us right
0: um yeah i mean it it shouldn't be about raising little girls to be afraid of men like they should be informed about possible mm-hmm. dangers about sexual harassment and assault as potential things that can happen but little boys need to be raised with positive respectful ideas about girls and women too so that they take responsibility Mm -hmm. that it's not just about us putting on the conservative clothing right (laughs) it's on them to not be disrespectful
1: right i agree completely Okay.
0: (laughs) okay i would love to wrap up with your second poem and a little discussion of that
1: okay growing insecure influenced every move move i took every step i shook the fear of never being good and stuff for you a never-ending cycle of machismo mechanisms deep-rooted in my mexicana s it's true though the web-subceded doctrines fade accepting the power that is a woman i possess fluid open mother woman
0: hmm And listeners, because you don't have the poem in front of you, the last couple of lines, the last three lines are all in caps. And the Mm -hmm. final line, fluid, slash mark, open, slash mark, mother, slash mark, woman, all caps. Yeah, so this is less literal. I'm curious about, I also love the vibe, but I'm curious about what inspired you to write this.
1: Um, To this day, I don't have a very close relationship with my dad, and I feel like a lot of that um, I write and I expose in my work um, because I do have a lot of work to do there, and also it helps me, um, but also... I would like to at some point um, connect with him and, and and just have him accept me for who I am and um, it's gonna take some time because he's just so deeply like in his ideas like he's very you know like he doesn't really see anything else but his own like you know world of women and and men and his ideas of of that um so yeah i think i think that and and i constantly go back and forth into like kind of trying to have a relationship with him but at the same time it's so toxic so i kind of have to like stay away but i do want like i slowly try to like you know get close sometimes and sometimes yeah, it's a back-and-forth experience, and that's just, yeah, that's some of my, my work off of that, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think the boundaries that we start to create in adulthood say a lot about how we were raised as children. Like, what kind of relationship we have with our parents, and then how we figure that out. Because some people have very open relationships with their parents when they're little but and that's something that I've noticed like on my dad's side just this openness and uh not the same kind of respect in a hierarchical kind of way like with my mom it's always yes yes ma'am <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. see mommy not like it's never it's never like okay uh i i'm not allowed to curse in front of her but i remember how my dad used to talk to his mother and there would be so much openness and there wouldn't almost like a friendship really um yeah. but yeah i mean it is I, I especially between father and daughter in certain cultures there's a a lack of openness, right? And there is that hierarchy and it can be tough.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it all really, your relationship with your children really, like it's all influenced by your relationship with your mother. And um, yeah, I mean, it's just hard, you know, growing up in, in a very different Culture. I mean, me and my dad, and, and even my mom, my mom, I mean, she's from the city, but still, it's, it was very, it was very different, um, yeah, and there, my mom was super religious, and also, like, spiritual, so, that was also, that also influenced a lot in my, in my views as, as a woman, like, or, or being a woman, and, and Catholicism or Catholic, you know, growing Catholic and, oh my God, just like always down your throat with the guilt. (laughs) Yeah, you know.
0: Yeah, a lot of guilt.
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: I love the line, a never ending cycle of. Yeah. And then you talk you mentioned the machismo mechanisms. I think it's interesting that those uh, M's, in both words, are capitalized. Like, they really feel imposed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know. I feel that it just, it was like a repeated cycle of, like, the toxic um, machismo mechanisms of, you know, my dad, or, like, my relationship with him. It was always the same shit like arguing over the same thing over and over and over and like him not seeing outside of like this like you know just like just like really not hearing me you know what I mean and not because he didn't want to but because simply because of these like machismo mechanisms that like were rooted in in his in him Yeah.
0: Um, yeah yeah like these ideas of what a perfect daughter is supposed to be And if you don't fit in that box
1: yeah like not study art um or not be an artist because who's gonna like how am I gonna survive like I have to get married and like get married to somebody that's gonna provide for me and and it's just yeah not 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 the type of life I want to live or have like have ever seen myself live even when I was a little girl um my my
0: dreams were beyond <laughs> yeah I think it's especially difficult if you are an artist or some kind of creative type to deal with these relationships and these old world ideas about gender because you're gonna be. You're just a weirdo. Like an artist is a weirdo, no matter what, right? Mm-hmm, and then we're especially yeah. weird in certain cultures and in certain traditions. And yeah, and there's like this idea of who are you gonna meet at art school? Your your husband's gonna be another artist, and he's gonna be poor, and you'll die. <laughs> very, you know, <laughs> well,
1: you know um, here we are. Like I, I don't know. I feel. I'm very happy that I followed my, I mean, that I'm following my path or the path that I feel strongly about. And, um, yeah, I'm very grateful to, yeah, to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm happy for you, too. It's a lot to break away from. All right, my dear listeners, that's all the time we have. My guest has been Fernanda Garcia, an actress and writer based in Brooklyn, New York, Please tune in next time. We are coming back to Radio Free Brooklyn soon. In the meantime, you can listen to older episodes at rss.com, on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, Vimeo, SoundCloud, QuailbellMagazine.com. And I'm probably forgetting places, Instagram, TikTok, whatever else. All right. Thanks and tune in next time.